Hello and welcome back to 40 Minute Mentor. In this week's bite-sized episode, we're taking a deep dive into one of our most popular roles at JBM, the Chief of Staff. Although increasingly popular, the Chief of Staff role is fairly new to the startup and scale-up world. It can take on various shapes and forms depending on the business, the stage and the founders. However, generally speaking, a chief of staff is the glue that holds a company together. They keep teams aligned, start and lead strategic projects, troubleshoot and unblock bottlenecks, are trusted companions to a CEO, and their eyes and ears across the business. As it's such a new yet popular role within the industry, we launched our very own Chief of Staff Secrets video series over on YouTube last year. For today's episode, we're hearing from some of the leading chief of staffs in tech for their advice for anyone that might be an aspiring chief of staff. If you'd be interested in finding out even more about this topic, please make sure you get in touch with my colleague Chris on chris at jbmc.co.uk and also feel free to download our chief of staff guide. We'll leave a link in the show notes. But that's enough from me. Here's some mentorship from Libby Dangle, Simon Rodriguez and Emily Good. I'm Libby Dangor, and I'm the Chief of Staff at Multiverse. So originally, when I joined Multiverse, I was a people director before becoming the Chief of Staff. Um, So in that role, um, I was able to build a lot of good relationships across the business, get under the hood of culture and the values. And most importantly, um, I built a really strong relationship with Ewan, um, our CEO. Um, And then following our Series B raise, which we announced earlier on in this year, um, and the rapid growth we were going on, it was becoming more and more apparent that Ewan really needed this role, the chief of staff role, to provide him with the leverage, um, to, with more leverage, I should say, internally and externally. Um, and so when I was pulling together the job stri- description for him, I was like, this is a cool role um, because it pulled together um, a lot of my skill set more closely. So I started my career at BP, but then I switched quite quickly into management consulting at Bain, where I spent five years. And I learned obviously the generalist consulting skill set um, and that's really aligned to the chief of staff role. And so when I was going through the job description, it was pulling together lots of strategy, business planning, helping him um, be a thought partner in lots of different strategy areas, but also still working on culture and people, which was the area that I was um, running already. And so I really enjoy thinking about those strategic areas of business and hopping on to problem solving. And so this job description really resonated with me. And so in the end... Um, I moved into that role, which was great. Um, and so I still managed to do all the really fun stuff that I was really enjoying around culture and offsites and all hands. And But I can also now operate at the strategic level with the chief of staff role. So that's how I became the chief of staff. I'm Simon. I work at Curio. I began my career in consulting as a very textbook, you know, insecure, what others might call overachiever, but let's just call me insecure and highly motivated. Uh, and that was really because I, I like to have my fingers in a lot of different pools. Definitely consider myself a generalist at heart, jack of all trades and master of none. And that's the real through line for the rest of my career to date, which is going from working in an environment where you can be intellectually challenged, be analytical, think critically from first principles about a whole range of issues across different industries and sectors. And so even when I left the management consulting world, got involved at Nested and then at Curio, I've been in these generalist roles. I went from the consultant role to a business operations role and then into the chief of staff role. And so, A, I really wanted to continue that generalist thread. I think B, the chief of staff role is such a unique role in your ability to have impact and to facilitate delivery for all these other teams. For someone like myself who was very curious 
on the one hand about where I might want to go with my own career, even though I'm sort of six, seven years in, I knew that there were so many different types of roles, whether it's being a functional leader or an expert, being a manager or being an individual contributor, all these different itches that I hadn't yet scratched. And being a chief of staff puts you in the eye of the storm, in the middle of the madness to be able to see what's required of all these different roles, all these different capabilities, and ultimately what kind of personality type kind of suits me and my interests the best. And so being a chief of staff has given me reps to touch all these different parts of the business to work on everything from strategy through to operations, through to data and beyond. And it's given me just a whole wealth of insight as to answering questions like, do I want to be a founder? Because what does it really take to be a founder? Do I want to go and lead a particular function in a different business? Uh, what does it take to be a specialist? And what are the pros and cons of being specialist versus generalist? Um, do I want to continue going earlier and earlier stage? Or do I want to find myself at a different stage? You can answer a lot of these questions in a really, really short period as a chief of staff. And it's those learnings and insights that are really the thing that drive me forward. And thankfully, even though I don't know even the beginnings of what a lot of others in the role know, it's really given me the insight to at least know what's required to be great at all these different things. I'm Emily Good, and I'm the Chief of Staff at Lantern. Yeah, so I think throughout my career, I've always worked in sort of strategic and operational roles. And I think being a Chief of Staff has allowed me to work across both of these fields and, and do the things that I enjoy most. So in terms of my career, I sort of straight out of university, I joined a strategy consulting firm um, and then worked there for a few years. I then moved into a variety of in-house strategy roles and that started as sort of fairly junior strategy analyst roles and then moved into more senior positions. Um, and that was actually across various different types of organizations. So including startups, scale-ups, and then larger corporates before going and joining Lantern in, in 2020. Um, I think that variety that I've had in my career has been really helpful, um, especially to my current role. So I've worked with lots of different people, lots of different company cultures, been thrown into lots of different situations. Um, but it's meant, you know, I've learned loads and yeah, has undoubtedly, undoubtedly helped me in my current role and, and made me a better chief of staff. Um, in terms of my current role, so I joined Lantern back in 2020. I joined in sort of a strategic growth role and was doing that role for about a year. And then Melissa, who is our CEO um, and our wider Exco team, really just felt that they would really benefit from this chief of staff role. So I was promoted into that position last year and yeah, have, have loved doing it really. Um, I love being able to be sort of strategic and forward looking. I also love being able to be on the ground, be tactical, get things done. And then I also love, you know, enabling, coaching, supporting others. And I, I get to do all of those things, which is great. So I think the thing with being chief of staff is no day looks the same. Um, every day is different. And that's what I actually really enjoy about it. It's really fun. Um, so I always spend quite a portion of the day on the phone to Ewan or in a meeting with him to align on priorities and make sure that we're, we know where we're going, any updates. Um, sharing things you've heard across the business. And um, so that alignment with your CEO is really success, which is a really key success factor for this role. And um, so anyone coming into a role of chief of staff, I'd recommend they spend time on that. Um, I then work um, and spend a lot of time aligning across the org. So um, working on strategic planning, helping people with priorities, um, OKR setting. I run and participate in all the exec meetings. So I have to make sure that cadence is working. So I spend a definite portion of each week thinking about what we should be talking about there that will really move the dial in terms of business value. 
Um, so that's definitely a big part of the role. At the moment, I'm also currently owning business planning across the org. So I spend a lot of time rolling out the planning process, comms, reviewing data, working on models, spending time with our finance team um, and, and doing things around boards. Um, investors, investor relations, board packs, etc. And then in the mix as well, I'm still actually also running the people team. So I've got quite a busy, busy time of it. But I think as a chief of staff, you basically pick up areas that either need problem solving, there's a gap, there's a hole, trying to pull everyone together in alignment. So every day is a bit different. It just depends what's happening and uh, what you need to hop on first. So a typical day for me, no day is exactly the same. That's probably one of the most energizing parts of the role. But on average, the weeks start to look similar. So an average day, if I had to condense it, wake up, probably spend the beginning of the day processing some admin and looking at some of the business KPIs from some of our dashboards in our BI system, just to keep a pulse on if we've seen any spikes in traffic or subscriptions, etc. That gives me a good sense of where I should try to focus some of my time on the day or if anything's going to ride to jump on. From there, a good... 20 to 30% of my time will be spent in meetings. And these will be probably evenly split between things like one-to-ones with my senior leaders, one-to-ones with the other managers in the org. And this is all about either process management, keeping tabs on the things I have in flight, or a lot of it, to be honest, is, is listening to what challenges the others in the business are facing, trying to offer some quick value on how to structure those challenges or how they can unblock themselves from those, or even doing a brief piece of work to help them navigate around that. The other portion of those meetings will be towards chairing things like our weekly management meetings or chairing our weekly all-team, all-hands meeting. And really, that's just kind of like being the MC, making sure everyone's prepared, setting the agenda for those meetings, facilitating dialogue and discussion when we need to. And if there is a critical decision to be made, making sure that everyone has done the prepared reading, the necessary preparation, and can come and just have a really structured dialogue that both goes divergent and converges towards the end there. From there, a good quarter of my time is spent sort of leading projects or doing more individual contributor style work. And this could be anything from leading a strategic initiative that doesn't really have a home anywhere else in the business or doing a little bit of work that's going to enable strategy. So most recently, for example, we ran an all-company workshop where everyone got to come in, chip in towards fleshing out the annual strategy. On the back of that, we have loads of good ideas, loads of good questions, thoughts for future discussion. So I've just been synthesizing all those key takeaways and turning that into a timetable to implement some of the better ideas. Back half of the day is really doing all the things that no one likes to do, frankly, to get to keep the lights on and to keep the job rolling. So whether it's ordering more coffee for the office to keep things going, whether it's setting up the a new joiner with Slack and some of their technology so they can get going, all of the necessary bits that sit anywhere between an HR team, uh, an office management team, or an EA all fall to the plate. And I think what I found is that those are the critical bits that you really can't forget about. As, as glossy and glamorous as the job title may be, uh, that's what keeps the lights on and keeps the team running. I know it's really cliche, but every day really is very different. <laughs> um, so I have some sort of business as usual activities. So for example, I organize our weekly all hand meetings. I run, you know, our exco and our senior management trading meetings. I'm responsible for creating any board materials um, that we need. But then really the rest of my time can be spent on like a real variety of things. And, you know, that's really dependent on what's happening in the business. Are there any kind of critical areas of focus? Are there any big strategic projects that we're working on? Um, so I think some, some examples of some of the things I've done recently, we've been doing a lot of strategy and planning work for, for 2022 um, and really making sure that we 
have really clear goals of what we want to achieve this year and making sure all the teams are aligned to that. Um, we've also been doing some work on introducing balanced scorecards across the teams and making sure that every team, you know, has those really key metrics that they are monitored and kind of performances assessed against. Uh, and then as I, as I previously previously mentioned, sorry, we're growing the team quite significantly at the moment. So I'm supporting Melissa, our CEO, with some of those sort of key hires. So it really, it really varies and it really can be different every day. <laughs> what I did when I was approaching this is obviously, as I said earlier, I wrote the job description, but I also spent a lot of time talking to other chiefs of staff and listening to things um, that are out there like Chief of Staff Network podcasts. There's um, another, there's a book called The Chief of Staff. Um, I think it's can't remember the exact title, but it's on Amazon, just chief of staff. Read those sorts of things. Um, because obviously the chief of staff, I, I mean, depends how old you are, but you think West Wing. Um, but actually with the tech thing now, it's really popular. So there's lots of articles on Medium, HBR. There's a really good one um, around the case for the chief of staff. Make sure you've read all of those and really understood from that, like what it is the role could be, because the chief of staff role can take many different guises. No role's the same. So you want to really build up a feeling for what roles and skill sets you would want to be successful in it. So that when you have those conversations with people who are looking for a chief of staff, you can make sure they're aligned. I would also recommend speaking to CEOs who've had a chief of staff in companies of the similar size you're thinking about. So I had some really insightful conversations with CEOs who had had a chief of staff at different stages, similar to where Multiverse is. And they were like, these are the things that went well. This is how I'd set it up differently. And this is what didn't work. And it really was great ammunition for the conversations with your possible potential future um, boss, because it's like, how are they going to set up this role for success? And how are you going to craft it so that it works well for you? And I think that's really important to do from the offset, because if you don't, the role is not going to be set up for success because the CEO needs to be your champion. They need to set up with the rest of the exec team how this is going to work and why it's important. Otherwise, when you take on the role, it won't be a fit. So I think it's definitely a two way street bear that in mind so do your research and then once you're in role I would say it can be a little bit lonely because you're sort of this, this chief of staff person you obviously work super close to the CEO you build these great relationships but your role is very different to everything else in the organization so make, make sure you've got a network so I recently joined the chief of staff network that has been a huge help they've got other people that are doing similar things to you with the same sort of ambiguity the same amount of change and so it's great just to have that sort of sounding board group. So I would definitely build your network. So if you want to be a chief of staff, I guess the, the first piece of advice I would give to anyone is just to write down on a piece of paper why you think you want to be a chief of staff. Um, just like I would say to anyone who thinks about wanting to be a founder, I would say, why is it that you want to be a founder? Um, that's the first piece simply because the chief of staff role is an incredible role, but it does require a very specific toolkit and skill set. That skill set is quite broad, but what I'd hate to happen to anyone is for them to get into it and not understand what exactly the job is. For example, if you want to go and be someone who's going to be setting the pace operationally um, or heading up a function, then you should probably go and do that. Um, if you want to be the kind of person who's going to be the shadow to all of the halls of power in an organization, who's going to be able to learn and to help and to facilitate, then this is the role for you, for sure. So number one is just really know what your reasons are and know what you're getting into. Number two is just talk to people that you admire who have done the role. And when you talk to them, the thing I would always advise is, can you see yourself becoming very similar to this person in your future, right? Do you like, trust, and respect them? Do you want to have parts of you emulate them? 
we are the average of the five people we spend the most time around. And there will be a lot of commonalities in terms of characteristics and personality traits of chiefs of staff. And if you can look at someone else's situation and say, there's a lot that I would like to grow in that direction towards, that's probably a good sign that the role is right for you. And you'll be able to glean them for a lot of insights as to their experiences, what they've liked, what they've learned, and what they would do if they were seeking out a role. Um, and the last piece that I would definitely advise to anyone trying to get towards any of these chief of staff roles is to just do as much desktop research beforehand, even before the application on the company and the people in particular that you want to work for. Um, the chief of staff role, every role in any company is going to be very, very people-driven. Um, in my experience, it's the culture and the people that are the biggest determinants of the experience and of the memory that you have there. There are many different cultures and many different types of people. As a chief of staff in particular, because your role is so focused on empowering your principal, and that's the way that you have impact on the organization, you really need to love that person that you're working for even more so than any other position, right? Because without them, it's going to be really hard for you to operate. And frankly, your ability to have an impact in the organization is going to be completely a function of your ability to build trust with them, to reflect their strategic imperatives and their personality traits and their voice. And it's going to be really challenging if you don't see a lot to look up to in that particular leader. Firstly, I'd, I'd have a think about what you're hoping to get from the chief of staff role. So the role varies significantly, but there are also really big differences between life as a chief of staff in a in a startup or versus sort of a, a larger, more complex organization. So I'd really recommend connecting with and speaking to some chief of staff um, or, or actually just generally people that have worked with chief of staff and, you know, learn what they do, learn what they enjoy, learn what they enjoy a little bit less about their role, but try and start kind of shaping your understanding of what the role can be and what you want the role to be, where you sort of see yourself fitting into that. Um, the thing I think is great about chief of staff roles is that they can come from a variety of backgrounds and experiences. So if you have your heart set on becoming a chief of staff, you know, I would have a think about where you are in your career now and maybe identify those possible skills or, or gaps in your experience. Um, and then see if there are things you can start doing to, to plug those gaps. As I said, it's great because you can kind of come from a variety of backgrounds and I've heard of chief of staff who come from you know, background similar to mine, but also from a more sort of financial background, a product background. So there is that variety, which I think, so I think it's so important to just identify what are the key skills you think you're going to need and then try and start seeing if there are things you can do in your current role to, to get there. You know, I think we've got examples of Lantern of people who are starting to learn, try and go out and learn new skills. Um, so I think like financial reporting is a big one, um, but also, you know, putting their hands up and, and sort of offering to lead strategic projects and more initiatives at the company. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and it helped you gain more clarity on the role of a chief of staff. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, if you would like to learn more about a chief of staff role or if you're looking to hire one, then do get in touch with our expert chief of staff recruiter, Chris, on chris at jbmc.co.uk. That's everything for today and I look forward to seeing you again on Wednesday for more pocket-sized mentorship. <laughs>